Groove Cafe. It is time for the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio. I am Crystal, always excited to talk to my guests, to hear about their experiences. And today I have David Musumbia Chigundu, a graduate from Macquarie University. He studied journalism and communication. He practiced journalism for a bit. Then he went into agriculture and now he is in Qatar. Hello, David. Yes, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fine. Thank you for joining me on the Group Cafe. Okay, it's a pleasure. How long have you been away from the 256? I, it's now a month. Uh-huh. It's not been long. It's now a month. Okay. How has it been adjusting for you? Not really bad. But of course, new experiences, mm-hmm. uh, new country, new laws and everything. But of course, you need to cope up with everything. Yeah. What was the most surprising thing for you? Ah, the most surprising thing here for me is that the laws that are here mm-hmm. are actually not the laws that are in Uganda. Oh, really? Like what? Yeah. Everything here works on law. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do has to be on law. Mm-hmm. Rather in Uganda, some of the things that are done, oh, as long as you have money, everything is okay. But here, <laughs> whether you have your money and you're not following the law, my dear, there's no way you can go with what you want. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here, if you yes. have your money, you may know a certain so and so somewhere. And, and yeah, <laughs> people find a way to bend the rules. Huh? Oh, it's not the same thing here. Mm. Are you missing home? Oh, so much. Oh, what are you missing? So much. Of course, you miss your people. You miss, you know, uh, you miss the food. I was waiting for you to talk about the food. (laughs) (laughs) The food that is here, it's kind of different. And, you know, you're not used to it. You're used to your matoke and all sorts of food. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same thing here. Okay. All right. So, so, David, tell me a bit about you growing up. Where did you grow up? Uh, well, I I grew up from different parts of Uganda. Mm. I my, my mother separated with my father when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. That was upset. Okay. And uh, my father stays in Bianca. Mm. And my mother stays in Okono. Oh. So, I, partly I grew up in Mukono and partly I was in Yenga. Mm-hmm. But there was some contradiction between my mom and my dad. My dad always wanted me to be in Yenga. My mom always wanted me to be in Mukono. So oh, and you were the one caught, was caught in the war. middle. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, my mother says, this, this holiday you're supposed to be this side. My father is also saying, Hey, you're supposed to be this side, this point. So it was always a tug of war. But of course, as parents, we got to sit down and, you know, worked it out. Then they would share, maybe this holiday you're going to your mother, the other holiday you're going to your father. Mm. And then uh, in my primary five, that's when I, I started staying with my sisters. My mm. sisters also started claiming for me. Mm-hmm, mm. They were like, no, you father mother you're not supposed to be with that boy eh? uh, 
they also started claiming for me. So it was a tug of war between my my sisters, my father, and my mother. My goodness. But of course, as but of course, as a person, mm. you you need to understand what you really want. So yes, it was a tug of war. But later, because things were settled and mm. you know, life had to move on. Did you at any point decide that you wanted to be either at this home or the other home? Of course, I I really wanted to stay with my mother mm. all the time. So if I was asked at that that particular moment, where do you want to go? Of course, I would tell you I want to go to my mother's place. <laughs> yes. Because going with my father, remember, there was some other mother of ours the other side. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, with, with stepmothers, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So you need to, you know, hustle a bit. But of course, you would find yourself there. You stay there for some time and then you, you leave the place, go back to school. Mm-hmm. And when they would tell you, now this holiday, you're going to your mother home. <laughs> You'd all be happy and you're like, oh, I'm going home. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, as you said, a lot of people have been through that. Uh, so that means school, you were in boarding school, I think, during that term. I started I started boarding in primary one. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, I went to boarding in primary one, mm. up to primary seven. Then from primary seven, I went to senior one, still boarding, up to senior four. Then senior five and senior six, still boarding. Hey. Boarding the whole way. My yes. goodness. Uh, I always ask so, people who are in boarding school from a young age if you would send your children to boarding school at the same age. Okay. Uh, it, it is good. Boarding school is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is some age that is actually supposed to be sent to boarding school. Not like at my age. Mm. Because at that time I was really young. Yeah. I was still young. Mm-hmm. Primary one. I was very young. So you think second then, like uh, to S1. me, I think not really. It needs like in primary five, primary six. That's when you can send in your child to a boarding school. Okay. I think by that time they are able to, you know, work out things. Maybe they are able to wash for themselves. They are mm-hmm. able to, you know, go and get food. Mm-hmm. But in primary one, you're still young. You cannot wash for yourself. You cannot yeah. do some of the things. You're and the baby. people that are put Yes, and the people that are put to help you, yes, at times they do it, at times they don't do it. So you find yourself in a mess at times. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yes. So, so journalism, so, you studied journalism at Macquarie University. Was that what you wanted to do? With passion. <laughs> okay. I did it with passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. And you practiced for like a year after. Yes, I practiced for yeah. What what changed? Um, nothing really changed much. But I, of course, I grew up in a family that did uh, too much of agriculture. Ah, okay. Yes, we did so much of agriculture. All the things we did, all the wealth that we have, it has been created from agriculture. Okay, all right. So, so most mm-hmm. of my brothers and my sisters did practice agriculture. 
my parents did practice agriculture at some point, but later uh, decided to leave it and you know venture into other businesses. Okay, okay, all right. So that makes sense. So you decided on tomato growing when you switched to agriculture. Yes. Was that because it's something that you understand, you know, well? Something that I understood right from childhood. Mm-hmm. Because uh, these guys have been growing tomatoes, I think, before even I was born. <laughs> okay. I found tomatoes with them. And up to date, they are still growing tomatoes. So it's something that I knew something that i would sit and you know say maybe i'm going to grow such and such a kind of tomato mm-hmm. and i know the benefits that will come out of it okay i know the pesticides that i can use i know that the different everything about it so it was something that would be easy for me to do mm-hmm. because i knew it very well uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that is still ongoing. And you, you sell your produce at uh, Nakawa Market, is it? Yes, I've been selling my produce at Nakawa Market. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I had a, a large market there. Mm-hmm. So so what? So, wow. All right. What, what was one of your the biggest challenges for you doing that? During uh, doing the tomato production? Mm-hmm. Oh, there are quite a big number of challenges, mm-hmm. and I, I think the biggest challenge would be the different pesticides that we use. Okay. They are quite expensive. Mm-hmm. They are very expensive, very very expensive. Okay. And I, this is something that the government one time wanted to to at least maybe put up uh, measures and at the end of the day these people that do practice agriculture that maybe they would buy some of these uh, these things at a cheaper price mm-hmm. but it has not been done it has not been done in our country mm-hmm. and um, you find very many farmers having such a problem and most of them cannot afford Yes, they have money to start uh, this venture. Mm-hmm. They have money that would take them maybe for some period of time. But in the end, they, they find themselves failing because maybe the money is too much. They cannot have got some of the things to use. And remember, with tomato growing, it is something that, that, that changes according to the weather. So once the weather changes, mm. You also need to change, maybe with the different pesticides uh, that you're using. Oh my! You need to change, maybe when it is too. Yes, you, you you need to change with the weather. Oh, okay. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, you need to change with the weather, and then the the the, the government promised to give some of these equipments to some of these farmers. Mm-hmm. Most especially the young farmers may be like me because I am a young farmer, maybe I would say. But this has not been done. Maybe what it could do, maybe for that case, maybe provide like the pumps, water pumps to some of these farmers. Because you find yourself trying to 
wanting to grow maybe tomatoes in a period where there is a lot of sunshine mm. and the water comes from very far so you cannot afford to buy water mm. you know to bring it to the plantation every day it will be very expensive for you so it would make sense to have some kind of irrigation system in place uh-huh. mm-hmm. yes the the water pumps not everyone can afford to buy water pump yes i might afford mm-hmm. it myself mm-hmm. but not everyone will afford to buy that water pump yes for irrigation mm-hmm. okay so it's also a challenge to these farmers and secondly the fluctuating prices of these tomatoes mm-hmm. okay. that then that's the biggest challenge i think yes because one one goes into uh, tomato growing with different plants maybe saying at the end of the day if i sell each ply of tomatoes at 200,000 shillings let's say let's mm-hmm. estimate that mm-hmm. and maybe i have a hundred of them at the end then i will be getting such and such amount of money so what happens is yes at the end of you harvesting you find yourself uh, you know harvesting these tomatoes but when the prices are too low oh. and this is not something that you expected at the end of the day yeah th- those are the seasons when they're so cheap so, mm-hmm. even just buying uh-huh. them in the market they're so cheap mm. yes Okay. So you 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 find yourself making losses at the end of the day. Remember you incurred a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You you actually put in a lot of money to see that you 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 have these tomatoes harvested and at the end of the day the tomatoes are actually selling at a very very cheap price. Yeah. It's a challenge. So, I mean, to get into agriculture you have to really be resilient. Yes. So you said you left Uganda a month ago. Yeah. Have you moved for work? Yes, I did move for work. Okay, why did you decide to leave? Ah, okay. Now, <laughs> not 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 uh, you know, they say is to West Palm Missouri is the best. <laughs> yes. That one is not going to change. Uh-huh. Okay. However much you go to some other country that is uh beautiful and you know as all the pleasures and all the things that you want your home will always remain the best mm-hmm. but yes uh when you're at home there are things you also need to know mm-hmm. uh that you, you you need to you need to find yourself a living because we are not we are no longer young children that may be my my, my mother will call me and give me food my mm-hmm. mother would call me and give me this or I'll be at home seated and somebody would bring me this and that <laughs> that will not happen anymore yeah. grown up and you know you need to find for yourself a living mm, so you left so for better opportunities okay. so as a country Uganda Uganda is good Uganda is beautiful just like any other person would say but then we, there are some things that are still lacking mm-hmm. in our country because we, we, we do not have 
different measures on how we can engage. Maybe, for example, the youth. Maybe we can engage the youth in some of the things that and them Remember, in Uganda, everyone is struggling to see that they find their way of living. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The government, as an institution, has not come up to you know maybe say, let's create jobs for the youth. Mm. Yes, they are trying to do this, but it's not enough. We have very many youths that are in Uganda. They are jobless. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is why we keep seeing so many young people leaving the country. Uh Yes. Okay. And if it was easy for everyone, my dear, all the youth in Uganda would have left and gone to some other countries, you know, find a way. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy. Remember, you're incurring in some some expenses and not everyone can afford that money. But if it was easy for everyone you would not see anyone in Uganda anymore mm. I think this is something the government needs to work upon but how how mm. how because I, I by the time I left Uganda I think there was the Emioga circle something that had been introduced by the government mm-hmm. uh, most mm-hmm. especially for the youth mm. but then this money is released yes at the end of the day, the, the administrators, the people that are given this money to supply it or to give it to the, uh, to the so-organized groups that want to borrow this money, some of this money does not reach. It does people. not make and it. There is no accountability. Mm. There is no accountability for this money. That's very frustrating. So you, 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 you find that at the end of the day, what happens is one person is actually chewing money that would have helped more than a hundred thousand people <laughs> yes. and this person is not going to be you know penalized no one is going to say maybe you did something wrong mm-hmm. and they keep moving this is something that is happening from one person to another mm-hmm. one day to another one year to another that is that, that is that Yes, that is so frustrating. And I now understand what you mean about things being so different in Qatar. I mean, the law is the law. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, you must (laughs) follow the rules. Where sometimes, especially when you're at home, it doesn't work out quite that way. Um, David, thank you so much for sharing your experience um, and speaking, I guess, from a place that so many other people can relate to. Uh, you've just crossed over so we we hope to hear more from you soon uh yeah and we we wish you all the best in Qatar oh thank you Mm, all the best thank you so much for sharing thank you so much and for joining me on the Groove Cafe okay (laughs) okay enjoy the rest of your day my dear okay all right, you too. All the best. Okay, take care. Thank you. Groove Cafe. This is what music was created for. RX Radio.